Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and this stupid COVID has screwed up my internal sports clock. Uh-oh. Internal sports clock. Wow. And I am the Champ, and I was riding high in April, and hopefully I'm not going to be shot down in May. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, May's always the funky month, isn't it, man? It, it's uh, like moving they, day well, in mass in the Masters. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think so, and, uh, you know, haven't been in this position in, in, in a long time, so um, I'm hoping to manage some things. Um, yeah, we'll talk about rosters a, a little bit later, but I, I should have a lot of people coming back, which should put me in in a decent uh, decent position. Um, what's going on with, with, with the COVID piece? What are you talking about? My internal sports clock. I forgot Saturday is the first Saturday of May coming up on the 7th, and it's the Derby. I completely forgot about it. So now oh, I'm way behind gotcha, on research. Right. I'm way behind on what the hell's going on. Yeah. So I blame it on COVID. I'm blaming the next five years. Anything that happens to me, I'm blaming on COVID. Well, you know what? That's that's a really, really good point because, you know, really this should be our Derby edition of yeah. the podcast. And you should have given me your um, um, favorites um, for, for betting for the Derby. So let's do this. Let's do this. Why don't you, somewhere during the middle of the week, just text me your favorite Derby picks, and then I'll post them out on the website, and then we'll follow up um, in next week's podcast to see how you did. All right. Yeah, so i got to do some research this week. Yeah, exactly. If you're like me, you do it 10 minutes before the start of the race, put money <laughs> down on some horse in the betting uh, app that you haven't used in the last year, find that you've lost $10 because they, they have fees, and then you lose another 10 or $20 on a horse that had no chance of winning anyway. So well, you, I'm not really sure the point of it. You also forgot the five minutes that it takes to reset your password because you can't remember it. <laughs> five minutes is like a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, we're continuing on with our Bush League owner uh, special guest. Uh, this week we got owner of the Statman, Bill Salandong, uh, and it's his official first day of retirement. Bill, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Raj. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so you're. This is day one. You told us earlier. Went out for a run. It's. It seems pretty warm. At least it is in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's. It seems like a good day to start. It's going to be a really nice day to start. In fact, you know, when I was going to be uh, a guest on the show, I, tried, I figured I needed to really prepare for this inquisition, so I decided to retire to prepare for this uh, <laughs> podcast. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you should have retired. Maybe take a half day. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do that every day. The government. (laughs) Well, I meant official half day where you actually say I'm not working. Uh, Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're that good of an interviewer. But um, all right. So let's get into your team a little bit. And obviously the two that stick out the most are Conforto and DeGrom. Um, what, what, What are your thoughts on those guys, you know, reflecting back on on the auction and where do you think you're going to end up with these guys so um yeah with conforto it was clearly one of those high risk high reward um i figured there's a half chance he would sign for somebody in the national league so 60 cents seemed about half the value i thought he would be and um it didn't work out right he's going to be out the whole year so 60 cents is not a whole lot that's not the reason my team is horrible but you know (laughs) one of those factors um and then with the grom again maybe fool me once shame on on you fool me twice shame on me i i think he's the best starting pitcher in baseball when he's healthy and and all indications at least i thought through spring trading was 
he was completely healthy. So, so hearing that, I, I thought I'd go to at least four dollars. I went just shy of that, and, and I was looking to have a complete season from Degrom. Yeah, no, I, 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 that makes sense with Degrom, and. It, in the end, if he comes back June second and he pitches four months for you, that's pretty much what you got last year too, right? You got a four solid months out of that guy. Yeah, I got him till about All Star break, so about half. And, and okay. you know, June second is the the best outcome. I, I think it's going to be a little bit longer, but yeah, if I can get three three and a half months, that's fine. Of course, it's not worth four dollars, but I hope he comes back because I think it can impact um, the race. Not that I can contend but at least I can uh, impact the, the race for the title yeah and he'll certainly bounce out your ERA and whip a little bit you know what I mean I mean some some of your guys are are not pitching to to what they're capable of and if you know if the, it, like Marquis if he comes back and starts pitching well and you get the Grom then it's yeah that, that's a big win um, and, and you had another hit last week with Eddie uh, Rosario I guess that was a little bit of a surprise for you so, so, yeah, he – I thought he'd be, you know, good retention, 25 cents. Sure. He's horrible. I mean, I, obviously he needs some help. I'm not sure whether his eye injury or whatever it was. But if you look at his stats, his OPS is not even a good batting average. He's that bad. <laughs> yeah. I can't see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his yeah. OPS is 254. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his stats now, and – yeah, 254 is not a good OPS. It's not a good batting average. Yeah, you're right. He's hitting 068. Yeah. Um, that's like a hit every week and a half. Um, but other than that, uh, it, 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 what do you think your keys to your season are? This is not looking good. So, so when I finished the draft of the auction, I thought I had a top-half team, and I thought if um, – I made some good moves, maybe with Fab or whatever, um, even trades. I thought I had a chance to contend for another title. But, but looking at that team, and, and, you know, we're not super far into the season. I feel like that Dennis Green thing, right? They are who they who we think they are. It's not a good team. I, I can point out some guys who are underperforming, but, but really it, it just seems like maybe these guys just weren't as good as I thought they were. And I'm going to struggle to get out of the bottom half this year. Yeah, I, I'm looking at your team now, and your most consistent hitter, and he's not even that good, is Estrada. Yeah, but take a look at T.J. Crone, right? He's over. Oh yeah, Crone. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. And if if things start going south again, you know, continue to go south toward the end of the year, he's a good chip to kind of deal. Um, yeah, I mean, look look at Jesus Aguiar. He has one extra base hit and about eighty at bats. Yeah, you know what? That guy's a weird guy because he seems to have a good year like every other year. He, he did it with Milwaukee when he would have good years yeah. and then he'd have a bad year. Last year he had a really good year, and I thought this guy's just like an RBI machine. He's a softball hitter. He can't feel, but who cares? In, in a in a stat-based <laughs> fantasy league, I could care less if he picks up one baseball. But, yeah, he's, right. he's just not he's not knocking in runs, which I guess you pay you know, 90 cents. You, you're thinking you get 85 RBIs out of that guy. Yeah, and again, more than one extra base hit at 80 at bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of that may be his build. He might not want to get the second. That's 180 feet in one shot, Bill. I don't know if he can do that. <laughs> his extra yeah, so base I'm, hits would be homers. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling. You know, these stupid Cubs that I picked up other than VR. I mean, Madrigal 
and Ortega are just horrible. Um, but, but they play, so I kind of shove them in the lineup. My guys are playing. I got a couple injuries recently, but that, that's why I'm saying I think maybe my team is bad because I can't blame a lot on injuries. It's going to be a long season, but you know me. I'm going to grind it. I'm going to hope that DeGrom comes back. I'm hoping some guys maybe regress more towards their their, their average or their, their mean behavior, and, and maybe I can just climb slowly in the standings. Yeah, so before I pass it on to Jamie, I just had one. The, the other player I wanted to ask about is this Brian Reynolds, and I watched the Pirates, and he, he just seems to be – he can't find his way in the, in, in the batter's box. He just looks bad. I haven't seen him play, but yeah, I do notice he seems to, I mean, he's got, what, 22 strikeouts already? Yeah. Um, and yeah, he seems to be scuffling quite a bit. I mean, he was able to get above the fray last year and, and, and play fine for a bad team. I know he didn't have a very good year the year before, so maybe he's in that every other year kind of thing, but I do hope he turns it around and start, starts producing for me. Yeah, and, and, and he's not a, like a, he's not like Harper, where he needs, he needs protection. He, he's a singles-doubles guy. You know, he gets on base and hopefully scores runs. And he, he's he's just not even he, – he just looks bad. He, he just looks bad in the box right now. I mean, he'll work it out because he's a good hitter. But when I watch him, I just think, like, man, it, he, he's their best player maybe. And and that's that's bad when he's hitting 203. Um, all right, Jamie, what do you got? Hey, good morning, Bill. Um, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, you had started – this, this podcast by saying um, let the inquisition begin and just want to <laughs> let you know that the chief and the champ, we, 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 you know, we take pity on the less fortunate, so there'll be no inquisition here. <laughs> well, we don't do that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, couple, a uh, couple of questions here. Um, yeah, you, you, I think you talked very accurately um, about your team and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it right now and, in, in terms of the last week, um, your pitching was actually pretty strong last week. Um, you know, Jose Quintana, which I kind of laughed at in terms of a fat pickup pitch well last week. Yeah. Uh, Tawan Walker came off the, the, the IL and pitched well. Mm-hmm. Um, Urias is the p- pitcher you thought he was when you retained him on fab. Um, how do you go about uh, managing a person like uh, Herman Marquez um, for Colorado, knowing that there's Colorado starts? Do you worry about that at all? I do, because I had him a couple years ago, um, and I was trying to maybe play that game where, oh, he's starting at home, I won't, I won't start him and start him on the road. And, and he tended to pitch okay. In fact, if you remember opening day this year, he pitched uh, against uh, the Dodgers at home and, and shut them down, one run in like seven innings. I'm like, this is yeah. going to be great. And then he's, he's laid three eggs since then and just pitched horribly, so – I think I'm just going to maybe close my eyes, keep him in the lineup, and just hope he, he eventually turns it around. Yeah, there are players like that. Um, looking at your relievers, um, uh, Edwin Diaz looks like he's lights out so far. Um, what about uh, Gallegos? Um, yesterday, um, Cardinals went to, um, you probably saw the game, went to Helsley for a, uh, um, I, I guess, a two-inning save. Um do you think the Cardinals are going to move Gallegos into a high leverage role, meaning that uh, Helsley is going to be uh, the person who's getting the save? Well, I am very concerned about that because I saw you picked up Helsley in, in Fab uh, on Saturday, right? Yeah, and I'm glad that he had the outing on Sunday, not on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I wish he had it on Monday, but uh, that's okay. When I saw you do that, it made me think, oh, was there a, a change in the depth chart? And I didn't see anything, but watching Helsley close it out makes me 
concerned that, yeah, Gallego may be in a high leverage but not in a, in a safe situation. Um, and, of course, my other closer is Lucas Sims, but with the Reds, what are they, three and, like, 19? The Reds aren't yeah. that many saves. So I'm, I, in a category where I thought I had three solid closers, now I have Diaz, and that's about it. Yeah, I, I don't think – I think um, that Helsley is going to start getting the saves because they want to move that, that role, but I don't think it's based upon – Gallegos' um, performance. Um, quick question for you. I noticed that um, the last two weeks you haven't picked up anybody in FAB. And is that due to the fact that you didn't see anybody you, that you liked, or was it due to the fact that um, you just got outbid? Yeah, I got outbid for, for two players each of the last two weeks, and, and significantly outbid, so I, I can't really complain too much. I, just, I guess I didn't want players as much as, as other owners did. Okay. All right. Did you want to reveal who the players were that uh, this past week that you got outbid on? No, I don't. All right. <laughs> so, so, so some government traits die hard. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, I, I am under a lifetime obligation to uh, protect information. <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, my last question for you um, in, in this podcast is: um, you had texted me the other night. And you're still playing uh, softball into your, what, fifth decade of softball? Is that right? That's correct. And um, are you leading off playing softball? This is the sad state of our, our team. I am leading off and playing left field. I'm the oldest oh. guy on the team. Okay. And what what might, might be sadder for the league is that you told me that you legged out a triple. I did. Tell so us about it. Happens. Well, here's what happens, and, it, and it's kind of for the right reasons. Um you know, teams realize I don't have any power. I never had power in general, right? Now you get to generate it in softball. So as a doubleheader, we play doubleheaders against the same team. Um, they start to creep in and creep in a little bit, right? And then it was my second to last at bat, so probably the fifth inning of the second game. You know, to me, I felt like I put a good swing on the ball. And I watched the left and left center fielders just not break well on it. And so, you know, it split the gap. And even that, I think I can get to third now. Some some guys, or maybe 25, 30 years ago, I might have been able to leg it out for an inside the park, but I was happy to get to third base. So did you slide, or was it a stand-up triple? I, I don't slide anymore. <laughs> if I slide, it's because I've fallen down on something. Like yeah. Very nice. Very Well, on, on, and on that note, that, that's all the questions I have for you. Raj, did you have any more questions for, yeah, for the stat men? I, I did. I, wa- I wanted to get into a couple other things, but real quick. So it, if that was me getting a triple, I'd probably r- overrun third base and then call timeout quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to overrun when you run out of steam. And right. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Kind of lean over. Yeah, but you yeah. still, you still, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to put the brakes on. Uh, you got all that momentum. Hey, real quick, um, you, you, just your your podcast feedback from last week. Uh, yeah, it, it, it sounded like you're a little surprised that Jamie said he'd rather watch soccer. I am really surprised that he'd want to watch soccer. We well, never watch soccer, Jamie, other than the World Cup when we're on vacation, and then we're barely watching because all we're doing is drinking and making snarky comments. So. For you to well, sit down on a Saturday and watch soccer just stuns me. Well, let, let's jump back for a second. Raj, when I said that I, – I didn't say I would rather watch soccer. I said I watched soccer. Um, so, uh, and I'm also surprised that, Bill, you're the only one that, that 
I, I expect it to be um, picked on for that. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually I'm actually enjoying it, um, and you know, got a team that I root for, and uh, it's nice that it's done in in an hour and a half on a Saturday or a Sunday, so that you got the rest of the day free. And so we kind of talked about this, we texted about this. Um, I'm actually looking forward to um, Peacock when they have Sunday games at 11.30 or 12 o'clock on, on a Sunday so that they're over at a decent hour. I don't have anything more to say on this. Okay. <laughs> and then the, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Bill, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is the uh, uh, the pitch clock. So it sounds like you're in favor of the pitch clock. I'm in favor of increasing pace of play. Okay. I, I, I just think people take too long, and, and I understand the reason behind it, right? When when it's all about max effort, especially on the mound, if you can take 25 seconds between pitches to recover, you can throw that next pitch really hard. So, so I understand it. I, again, I just think it takes too long, right? We're, we're losing interest, and, and I just don't enjoy watching a three-hour game with most of it being strikeouts, a few walks, and a few homers. I just don't like that. Yeah, I get Turn that. Turn to soccer, Bill. Turn to soccer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but there's even less scoring in soccer. <laughs> the, ball just, the ball gets kicked around, and eventually somebody might get lucky, and then I don't know. I never understand it. I feel like, I feel like there's like about 45 turnovers every soccer match. Does that seem about right? Yeah. Mm, no, not not no, not not in this. I, you must be watching uh, high school soccer because there's very few turnovers. Like if it was basketball, are you telling me that they don't kick it to the other team like about well, forty-five times a game? No, 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 no. Seriously? All right, I'm no. going to watch a game and I'm going to count. Like, and I'm counting like when the goalie seems to get the ball and they just kind of kick it. And half okay. the time their team gets it, and the other half the other team gets it. I would I, okay. I would count a turnover even kicking it out of bounds. Like, yes. like if, if you're yes. if using the basketball analogy, yeah, you make a bad pass, it goes out of bounds, it's a turnover. Yeah, if you make if you get a shot on goal that you don't make, or, you know, if it goes over the – that's kind of a uh, – I think it's a turnover in my my opinion. It's like shooting an air ball, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dribbling it off your foot. <laughs> well, I got plenty of time to watch, so I, I'm going to start tallying things. And, and what do you think it's more like, James, 15, 10? I'd say half that, probably 20, 25. And that's total, right, not per team? Per t- no, no, per team. Oh, oh okay. I was, yeah. I was talking about no. total. I was saying 45 total in a match, both teams. Yeah, I think that's about right. It's probably the same as basketball if you define uh, uh, turnovers even kicking it out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we spent too much time. Yeah, no shit. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So I, I'm increased. I, I, I think Jamie and I are both in favor of an increasing pace of play, and I, I'm not so sure it's not the batters, and it's we we call it the pitch clock. Maybe it gets I get wound around that, um, but I think it's the hitters that are causing just as much of the problem of this. Um, yeah, put them put them in the box, make yeah. them make them stand there and hit. That's yeah, what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I watched this video a couple of weeks ago of Nolan Ryan uh, when he was with Texas, and the guy, some guy from Oakland wouldn't get in the box, and Ryan. Buzzed him. He buzzed him. Right <laughs> yeah, like a right on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm 45 years old, dude. It's past my bedtime. You get your ass in that box. <laughs> All right, and then one last thing before we let you go, Bill. Um, you're saying there's a greater chance of Wright being dropped off my team than getting a Cy Young vote. Oh, than winning the Cy Young, you said. All right. 
Yeah, I might have misunderstood the question. I thought you said he had a chance to win it, and, and that's what I, I, I based it on. Yeah, I walked the back on that pretty quickly. <laughs> to set a vote, <laughs> just one vote. Okay. Yeah. I'll be curious to see. I think he's had some health problems too, right? Yeah. So I'm curious to see how he'll do yeah. uh, over the course of the season. I think that's going to be the, the telling thing, as you know, like the second half of the season, people have seen him once, maybe twice, and, and we'll see. But 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 I, he's a great pitcher. I, I like watching him when I do. He, he's definitely got the talent. I just thought he didn't – he wasn't able to stay healthy. Yeah, and they've been talking about this guy for quite a few years now, and I, I completely forgot about him, to be honest with you, until he popped back up. But yeah, he's pitching. Yeah, nice he he pitches well against the Cubs and the Phillies. That's what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, you got anything for us before you leave? The only thing I really have, James, is it's pretty clear that the, that the Hawks and the, and the Statmen are not going to win a title this year. So it's either up to you or Tom for the core four, man. You got to you got to carry it forward. Well, well you, you, you 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 know, um, I, I'm all about inclusion, so I, I don't talk core four. <laughs> you know I do. Yes. Just, just, just to let you know, Chief, I'm not part of that. All right, man. Good talking to you. Enjoy your day off. All right, so. Thanks for having me on. All right, you got Appreciate it. it. Good luck. See ya. All right. Uh, you there? Yeah, that was a pretty good self-assessment on, on, on his team. Um, yeah, he, he's probably right. Um, it's going to be uh, a, a long season. Uh, for his team, one of the things I forgot to ask him was that it looks like he's he's flying without a net too on on his uh, his fab team because he's got some injuries, he's got uh, some roster moves that need to be made. So um, yeah, it could be it could be a long season, and um, it's tough, right? When when you're in, in 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 early May and you see that five months in front of you, versus if you're near the top and you say, man, I have five more months that I've got to try to manage it. So it's, it's difficult. Yeah. And, and going back to Bob freezes, you know, we talked to him last week or the week before is that uh, he doesn't have a lot of guys. Well, he's got Crone, but he, he needs Aguilar, Marte Reynolds um, to start producing, or he's going to fall behind in those count categories too, too far. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to make up the difference, even if Aguilar wakes up, it it might not it might not matter. Yeah. And if the Grom doesn't come back, that's that's the end of the road right there. Yeah, shut it shut it down, right? Yeah. All right. Um we got fab news. Uh eight players re- uh picked up this week. Yes. Is that what that like was? Four owners. Yeah. Okay, so we're starting to see a tail on that. Um we'll start with the Basor Bulls. They pick up Mike Brousseau. Uh, second baseman from Milwaukee, drop uh, Mauricio Dubon. Uh, they also picked up Cole Sulser. He's a reliever for the Marlins, drop Carlos Estevez. Um, and then he got Luis Guillermo, uh, dropping Guillorme. Orlando, Guillorme, uh, dropping yep. Orlando Arcia. I think that's – oh, he picked up Luis Gonzalez for $6 as well in a fab spot. Yeah, a, a ubiquitous Luis Gonzalez. Because hasn't a Luis Gonzalez played in um, baseball? Like seems like every year. And I don't know which Luis Gonzalez this is. Yeah, this I'm is... not sure if this is the Diamondbacks winning the World Series base hit, Luis Gonzalez. <laughs> well, I don't know who this person is, but I don't think it's that same guy. I, I could be nah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, so we picked um, up four players. 
Yeah, interesting pickup. Um, he, he might be a little bit late on Mike Brousseau just because of the fact that uh, Urias is coming back. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know what's going what's to happen there. Um, Miami, um, with our bullpen, because you have uh, Bender, right? Yeah, he's, he seems to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah, and Dylan Floro's coming back. So, um, Solskjaer, it looks like uh, the Marlins have some options that Matting Lee can go to. And Marlins have played pretty well. And if they could play the Phillies all the time, they'd be in great shape. They would be in awesome shape. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you pick up uh, Helsley. We talked about that for $3. You drop Brad Hand. And then you picked up yeah, Mike Good. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, was, was that a, I, I like picking up Helsley. Um, is, is, I, I didn't see from a stat standpoint where Brad, Brad Hannon was really going to do much um, in terms of closing. It doesn't look like they used him um, for any extended time. So I didn't think he had a chance for saves nor wins. Uh, was I right or wrong on that? I think you're right, unless Knebel gets hurt. You okay. Know I mean? it, it, you know, if he, you know. Which I mean, it's a possibility. I I mean, but I don't so, know. I, I think Helsley's your better option right now. So somebody's going to pick up Hand probably next week or the week after, huh? Uh, yeah, if they got if they have a spot, yeah, they'll probably pick him gotcha. up and sit him down there. Uh, you also pick up Wade Miley for the Cubs. Um, is he coming back off the DL now? Um, in, the, in in a week or two, so it was a longer term play. But yeah. as we've talked about in Fab. You've got to look a couple weeks out, sure. Because if not, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get um, trucked in the uh, in, in the fab rounds because you know owners are sharp out there. They're well, a bunch of uh, bunch of wolves. Well, you, you, you get Miley on on the cheap rather than when he comes back and he pitches well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, and and, yeah. and I need to fortify my my pitching because right now. Um, there, there's a little bit of uh, double magic with my pitching right now. Yeah. Uh, Ducks pick up Dylan Peters. He is yeah. a – Yeah. Once again, you know, we're talking about the Marlins, right? They just seem to have the, the right arms. Well, he Dylan Peters – Wait, wait. Pittsburgh. Peters is for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Peters is yeah. like a yep. middle relief guy that runs into wins because Pittsburgh's starters don't last but four and a third. And this guy seems to come in in the five, six, and seven where the game's decided, and he runs into wins. Um, so what, what is yeah. what is going on with your second favorite team, the Pirates? Like, why did they send down Contreras when he's probably their best pitcher? I don't understand that. Yeah, I I, I think they're going to wait till June and bring all those guys up. Okay, and and same thing with Cruz, right? Um, Newman got hurt, but no, no, no call to O'Neill Cruz. What are the Pirates doing? Well, I mean, they're okay. a stinky franchise. Uh, uh, Them and the Reds need to be demoted. They need to be relegated. Uh, uh, yeah, but Cruz hasn't been playing well. Number one. Okay. Um, fair, fair enough. Yeah, and I think they just want to get him at bats, get him confident, and you know, bring him back up. The, you know, they have uh, two other guys, and, and I think Nick Gonzalez is the best hitter coming up. He he's a college kid and he's he's hit well in college. He's hit well in the minors. I, I'm a little surprised he's not up before those other guys. Okay. Because he's he's a little more polished. You know, he played I, at I, a I, high level at a, at the college I, level. I, I I thought that he might be struggling too, but but I don't know that for for any sort of fact. Yeah. Um. And you know, some of it is too, and and some of it may be. Hey, I think I'm going to make the big team and then i get sent down and you're like what the hell you, you know what i mean and you know you need some time to recover from that sometimes 
Sure. Yeah, it's a difference when you're 19, you get sent down. It's another difference when you're 22, and you're like, am I ever going to make the team? I know I'm better than the other guy. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, so there are some low-level depth-type guys uh, picked up in the fab. Uh, as far as the scoring, we look at the weekly, the dudes and the Lakers and the auditors. You guys had all really good weeks, 73, 72, and 71, respectively. Um, the uh, Lakers looked like they were dropping. They had a really good week, pulled themselves out of the bottom half. And then uh, Rebel Alliance at 65. I had a pretty good pitching week at 57 and a half. Bulls, uh, Bearcats, and then Statman, Ducks, and, and uh, Sewerhawks in the in the bottom three. Um yeah. Hey, let, let's jump back. Let's jump back for a second there. Um, um, we, we missed one fab pickup by the Bearcats, um, oh, which I expected to be the biggest pickup. Um, Travis oh, yeah. Demerit. Demerit. Yeah. Yeah. Good catch. Which, which you haven't seen Demerit since high school, right? <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Man, yeah. Um, I, I, this guy's gonna get a little bit of a, a run, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yep. He will. Um, were you in on him? I was not for eleven. Okay, but yeah, I was in on. Okay, uh-huh. I, I, I like it. Bearcats make the biggest bid, and they had the least amount of money. Uh, he's not fooling around, is he? Well, no, I guess he's he's looking what's out in front of him now and, and taking it, and instead of yeah. waiting. Right. Um, Something to be said about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the weekly hey. get. Did you want to talk about your pitching for a second? I, I know you're a little bit uh, reticent sometimes to talk about your team, but uh, um, really good pitching week by you. Yeah, I did have a good pitching week. Uh, well, m- remember I told you I was dropping an e- a point in the ERA every week, and I think I dropped two. <laughs> I think I dropped two yeah. points this week. Um, I got guys to pitch through the past the third inning. Dakota Hudson had another good outing. Yeah, Kyle Wright had another good I mean, outing. When, when Eric Fetty has a good week, you know you have a good pitching week. Yeah, then you and Pablo Lopez had another good outing. Who's pitching? Yeah, well, that, that nobody can hit him. Yeah, he's he's pitching really well. Um, and then I, I got I got Melanson and Bender who are getting saves. Yeah, Melanson. I, I don't know if he's on the COVID IL. He he, he is. he's out right now. Yeah. But uh, and we'll, we'll uh, get into he'll, that. He'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, and and reliever are you know managers are fickle with closers. And I know Floro is coming back, but if Bender's locking it down, there's no reason to pull him away from that job until he loses it. Uh, I I agree, and I'm really nervous about that. Yeah, and I'm not saying Bender's going to end up with 35 saves. I'm just saying for now, you know, I, there's no reason to start mixing and matching. You know, we're not talking about Mariano Rivera here. Coming Agreed. Back. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a little different. Um, and then you know, as far as my team, that my hitting had a, had a strong early part of the week, and it just died. But um, yeah, I think I was actually in fifth place at one point during the week. Um, well, we were talking about your hitting last week about how good Cody Bellinger was yeah. the week before, and I think he won a National League uh, Player of the Week. Um, <laughs> this week he went one for twenty-two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With a, I think he had a stolen base. I don't know how the hell that happens. Um, yeah, I, I, I need uh, him and uh, Justin Turner to start picking it up a little bit. But like you said, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, and then, you know, the overall standings, uh, dudes 
is still st sticking strong. The Rebel Alliance sticking strong, and then uh, you fluctuated a little bit this week. Yeah. Um. Overall, though, um, good spot. I, I did move up. Uh, yeah, it, it's okay. Um, I had a lot of players yesterday that were um, the, the the planned um, benching, if you will, um, on mm. on on Sunday. And um, yeah, it's it, it's okay. I'm not too worried uh, offensively about my team. Maybe I should be. Um, have a whole host of players coming back, um, or should be coming back from the IL this week. Um, I'm more concerned um, about my pitching and just how I think I might have caught, um, you know, lightning in a bottle at least for the first month, and that's what concerns me. Yeah, I worry about that too, um, but I got guys who strike guys out, so. Um... That, that helps. Um, yeah. All right. It's, it's funny. Well, let's, let's get into that. Cause you were going to ask, when is it stop becoming yeah. too early and becoming concerning? Right. Yeah. Last week you had asked me, you, you, you had mentioned that it's still early, you know? Um, and, and I guess I had a question as I was re-listening to the podcast well, when does it stop becoming early and, you know, you becoming concerned? And just wanted to get your opinion on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, 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 think, I think I have a good example here. And, I, and I'm, not, I, I'm not sure how to answer it. I don't know if there's a definitive line of when it becomes concerning and still too early. But I, I look at Hoskins and Will Smith. So they had two home runs in the month of April. I don't think they're going to have 12 homers. You know, hitting two homers per month, six months, 12 homers. I, I don't think that's the case. But I start worrying when him, Smith, Hoskins, and Turner have a total of five homers for the month. It's it's starting to become a little concerning to me right now. So okay. over the next two weeks, I'm going to go from it's still early to I'm a little concerned. Do you feel that's too too early to make that switch the middle of May? No. Um, and it, it, well, because you're a little bit more stable in, in your evaluation of your team and your player, as opposed to me that's so manic. Um, I, I get worried when somebody hits the COVID IL that my season's over. Um, so I'm not the right person to, to really ask about that. Um, but there's a kind of a follow-up question to you. Um, in that Major League Baseball, home runs are down overall. In fact, two Sundays ago, there was a stat that was published that there was actually more stolen bases on that Sunday. There were 15 stolen bases and only 14 home runs. Do you think Major League Baseball is still monkeying around with the baseball? Well, I, I know the Mets think they are. It, you know, the, the Bassett, he, he had that interview, and he, he said they, they are. They're, they're, they can't grip this thing. Which it, okay. you can see, I think there's like a, a, a another Met got hit. I think Lindor got hit again this weekend. Um, yeah, they can't grip these this this ball. I don't know if that's keeping the home runs down. Um, and I I don't know if like you, you count April as spring training for these hitters. Okay, that's that's fair enough. And you know, also what we talked about in the podcast two or three weeks ago is that every major league team now has a humidor. Do you think that's affecting things? Yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess we'll see in, in the month of May. Uh, you know, it's been a little cold on the East Coast. 
So yep. maybe that's some of it. I don't know. You know, and there's some players that – you remember, like, Sandberg was like that. Sandberg was sucked in okay. April. And then once it started getting warm out, that guy performed the hell out of – he hit the hell out of the baseball. Um, okay. So this kind of goes back to our question um, of when does it become too early or when does it become concerning? I guess we'll see in May. May is the time. Yeah, I think I think the second – after the second week of May, I'm, if I only have five home runs out of those guys, I'll, I'll be a little concerned. Okay. Yeah. My my other question for you, as I was doing my fab picks, or excuse me, my uh, roster moves this morning, is you know I I'm supposedly getting a whole host of players back this week. You know Tommy Lestella, um, Evan Longoria, uh, if it matters that type of thing, which players should be getting every day at bats. But my question to you is is that these players are supposed to be coming back midweek. How do you handle that from a roster um, movement standpoint? Yeah, so I, I, I'm dealing with the same thing, which I'm, I'm guessing some of the league is because some of these guys are popping positive for COVID. So Mike Yastrzemski's been out a full week, expected to be out to at least May 3rd. And he's on the COVID list. So what? what I don't know what to do with this guy. Like I could right. put a backup catcher in that I know will get at We'll get 20 at-bats, maybe not be as productive. Um, I I don't know. And I got Lamont Wade, who he, he keeps – his date keeps pushing back. I hate when that happens. You know what I mean? It'll say expect it back yeah. to 26, expect it back to 29. Now it's expected back May 3rd, which is tomorrow, because they're off today. And I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. So, all right, so I, I think we're hitting on a common theme. It, it's the damn Giants, right? Because Ugh. I talked about Lestella and Longoria. You talked about um, Wade and Yastrzemski. I also have um, Brandon Belt, who uh, I'm not sure what's going on with. So there's five Giants. Have you looked? I mean, their team seems to be decimated by injury. Um, Kapler moves players in and out. Um, they got rotating outfield, but yet – the, the team itself continues to win and perform. They're just, uh, how do you figure them out? I don't know, but I also have Austin Slater. So if oh, I, okay. if I wow. knew that Wade and or Yastrzemski were going to play, I'd drop Austin Slater, bring up my backup catcher to, to get 20 at-bats till I figure out what the hell to do. You know what I mean? But I, I can't do that because if Wade doesn't come back, Slater's going to play. If Yastrzemski doesn't come back, Slater's going to play, and I'm going to miss. And Slater's productive when he plays. So I, I don't know what the hell to do, to be honest with you. Okay. I, I, I know what to do if we had biweekly moves. All right. So so here's what we're asking. Here, Gabe Kapler, if you're listening to this podcast, please please contact uh, the chief and the champ uh, yeah. for roster moves so that we know what the hell what to do with these players. And pick a lane. Just pick a lane. <laughs> Have a right fielder and play with them. Let's see what happens. Jeez. And it, it, and it, you know, you think like, all right, well, I'm going to, maybe I'll keep Yastrzemski in if I get four games out of him, but he's not as productive as Roberto Perez is playing six games. You, you know what I mean? Uh, it's frustrating. Yep. It's part of the anxiety of being in a rotisserie league. Yeah. And I, I'm dealing with the same thing with Melanson. looks like he's going to be out until Friday. So he's going to have all that time off. They're going to spend Kennedy and that other guy, and I'm thinking, all right, I could have a weekend series where he could get two saves, but I don't, I don't. Well, he, you know, 
here's hoping on that because I have Ian Kennedy, but he, he he doesn't look really good. I don't. Kennedy can't pitch three straight days though. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they have and they have another guy that got a save I think yesterday. So, um, but I think I'm going to keep Melanson but, in, and because Mitch Keller and San Martin and Justin Steele are just going to kill my ERA. So I can't. Yeah. I'm better off having nobody pitch than those cats. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to drop San Martin. I mean, I think he pitched what a third or two thirds of an inning yesterday. Gave up six or eight runs, something like that. Well, that was the guy I had for um, demerit. That's the guy I was gotcha. going to drop. Yeah, yeah. So I I think he's he, he he's pitched well once, and he still's got a 13 ERA. I think he pitched a shutout. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Uh, the, the Reds are a triple-A team anyway, so whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking about slow starts, you uh, you pulled out some players. Uh, is this Kettle Marte, right? Four, 427 yeah. OPS, zero homers, 21 Ks? Uh, wow. Of course I put that on there. And, you know, I think I did this Thursday or Friday, and he had a home run against the Cardinals. So he's breaking out of it. I don't know if he's breaking <laughs> out of it, but, yeah, he ran into one. Um Joey Joey Bats, four fifty seven OPS, zero homers, twenty four Ks. A little surprised with that. I thought I thought he really had a really good last four months of the last season and uh he's really struggling. Of course the whole team is what, Yeah, what's going on there? Is it just the team context that they're they're just they're they're just mailing it in or just I guess they're just really bad. You know, yeah, bad just, ownership, yeah. um, you know, bad team with bad ownership. They're just really bad. Uh, Nelly Cruz, 478 OPS, 21 Ks. Uh, a little surprised about that as well. Not the 21 Ks, but that he's not making contact. Uh, I am too, because he has all of his, his yeah. life, right? The, na- yeah. the Nationals are, 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 are up and down. And I don't know, I look at their outfield, it's really weak. Um, although um, Robles is starting to play pretty well, but uh, that's. You know, Soto isn't hitting like he's capable of. Um, I'm not sure about Lane Thomas. I guess they're going to give him a little bit of run, but I, I, I don't know uh, if he's a long-term future. And I guess I tried to get Yadiel Hernandez because I think he's going to play, but he's a little long in the tooth, isn't he? Uh, I have him. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's productive, though. He does a good job. Yeah, I, I like him. It, okay. Yeah. I, I would like him on my team. I mean, he's hitting three forty. He's got yeah. tw- twelve RBIs. I mean, he's, he's not. Yeah, he it doesn't. He he probably misses two games a week. So because Rob, that's, a, Robles that's, okay. plays. that's not a bad bad pickup. Yeah, Robles plays too, and he's starting to hit the ball. And then Aquino, twenty three Ks, forty one at bats, fifty four percent K rate. He got sent down over the weekend. Um, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to keep him a little. I'm gonna, I'm going to let him hang around a little bit. Um, okay, just just to let you know, he got DFA'd, so I, I don't know if another team's going to pick him up or if the uh, Reds are going to outright release him, but a, a, as I told you when I had dropped him, he, he's just lost at the plate. He's just bad. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll kick him. I'll let him sit and see what happens. Cause he goes through right, periods good where luck he can with run that. into the ball. It's a dollar. He's not costing me anything. Uh, Tyler Mayo. Uh, really... ro- ro- hey, don't forget, roster spots have value. Yeah, they do. Um Tyler Malley, 645 ERA, 166 whip. Oof. He's got one of the three wins. <laughs> so that's something, right? Yeah. <laughs> 33% of their wins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, he's on pace to have six wins. 
So um, <laughs> I don't know if that's that's good. I, he's another guy. I thought he kind of figured it out, and he had a really good year for me last year. He had about four or five games where he had ten or more strikeouts, and it's maybe again, it's it's tough to figure this out. With it could just be the team. It it is it is, and we're, we're going to pick on the Reds all season long. Yeah, um, Hernandez for Miami. I have no idea who that is. Oh, that's who it was. Thank yeah. you. I have no idea who I put down. <laughs> yeah, he pitched well against the Phillies, and then he pitches not so well against every other team. And then Marquez, we talked about him earlier. Um, yeah, yeah. Just he, 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 this guy reminds me a lot of Luis Castillo. In a sense that he he should be better than he is, but maybe he's just not that good. Mm. Right. I guess I was surprised by his you know uh, strikeouts per inning. He only had fourteen strikeouts yeah. in twenty one innings, which you know is is less than six a game or less than seven a game, I should say. Well, it means a lot of guys are making contact against him. Mm. Um, yeah, so maybe keep these up, and let's let's see the next two weeks. Because maybe maybe it's, right. uh, it's still early for these guys. Hey, w- one thing I forgot to mention: the reason why I went to slow starts is because you know we had our guest on uh, the Statman, and uh, between them and the Hawks, that you know they are they are the slow starters right now. So maybe next week we'll move to uh, the teams that are doing well. And players that are doing well, I should say. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, I was just looking at Maley again. Man, that is a rough start. Jeez, man. <laughs> this is rough. Um, all right, text talk. Uh, we got some legs on the Kyle Wright discussion, right? Uh, Bob Kirk says uh, he, he thinks he'll get a Cy Young vote as opposed to me dropping him. Uh, Rick kind of bashed me a little bit because he's, he's against the – Pitching against the Cubs, uh, which is probably a good point. Um, and then we talked about Bill, uh, whether he can last the whole season, which is a which is another good, another good point there. Uh, where, where, where do you where, where do you fall yeah, on this? Couple, couple things to, to this. Um, no, number one, um, the fact that you got three responses. Um, on, on Kyle Wright and put it out there. I think it was, was, was spectacular. Maybe you should work for, for DraftKings <laughs> setting the, uh, the over and under. Um, second thing is, is that anytime you can get a positive comment from the Sewer Hawks, yeah. I, I would take great pride in that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did it because we're you know, old friends, and he's like, hey, I'll just give him a, I'll give him a thumbs up. On <laughs> uh, I doubt that, but I think he's pretty sincere in that. Um, I, didn't, I didn't watch Kyle Wright pitch. Um, but but Bill um, was pretty accurate in, in that you know Kyle Wright has had some health problems before. Um, he, he you know he's done well so far. Let's let's see what happens as we move into May and June. Um, but I, I, I like I like you setting uh, setting this line on Kyle Wright. Yeah, so we'll monitor that as we as we go through the season. Um, baseball news: uh, Trevor Bauer gets suspended for two full seasons. 324 games without pay for violating the league's joint domestic violence policy. Um, I think that uh, the Ducks picked him, bought him in the auction round, which I guess he'll probably look to drop him now. I mean, there's no no sense in keeping him. He may never pitch again. Thoughts on uh, Trevor Bauer? Man, this is a sticky situation. I, I, I don't know what to think uh, on, on this. Um, 
you know, we, we talk pre-production. I think you have a little bit better handle than I do on this. Yeah, I, I, I don't. It, it there's no criminal charges against them, um, so I, I'm not sure w w what's going on. Obviously, there's more than than I know, possibly. Um, but yeah, it, there's no criminal charges. But it, it is what it is now. I mean, he's guy suspended for two game or two years, so that's the end of the road. How about this? Uh, I'm sure that Dodgers are probably are probably happy that there's suspension for two years because I think what that means now is that they don't have to pay him uh, that $40 million. So that adds a little bit of money um, into the coffers. And, and when I say they're happy about that, um, it, it, I, I mean it from a financial standpoint, that, that they can make some decisions now as opposed to going week to week, month to month, that, that type of thing. I don't mean happy in terms of this whole situation that, that, that took place, but if, if I can just turn this for a second here in, in how this affects the uh, the Bush League and more specifically to the Ducks, um, he, he kind of has backup, right? Because sitting on his um, – in, in his reserves, he's got Mike Clevenger, who should be back up and pitching tomorrow against his former team, the, uh, the Guardians. And, um, you know, a little bit longer term, he has uh, Matt, Matthew Boyd out there and, uh, you know, Andrew Heaney. Um, hopefully we'll be back from the IL. So, so he's kind of positioned to, to take that hit. Yeah, he is. This week is going to be rough for him. Uh, he's probably going to only have four starts, um, but he may be working the ERA whip angle here um, to get that solidified a little bit. But, yeah, you, you're right. I mean, it, it was a big win to get Sean Manai, I can tell you that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And how about this? Um they hit Sandy Al Alcantara all over the yard. He gave up four earned runs the other day. Yes, yeah, ERA <laughs> ballooned to two nine zero. Hey, l l let me ask you something. Did you see? Have you seen? Um, speaking of another uh, Ducks pitcher, have you seen Mackenzie Gore? Because his last few starts have been really good since he's uh, since he's arrived to the major leagues, and I have not seen him pitch yet. Yeah, I have not seen him pitch either. Um, but yeah, maybe he. I mean, because he 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 really. Remember, we were getting on the. The Padres are like, well, you're losing all these pitchers. Why are you pick? Why aren't you bringing this kid up, right? Last yeah. year, and and uh, maybe they made the right decision. Maybe just needed work on that third pitch or whatever he was doing, and and he's striking out a lot of guys too. Yeah, well, here's hoping for the Ducks' sake. Yeah, and the Padres, they they're, yeah they're, they're going to need him. Uh, Mets throw a no hitter against the Phillies using five pitchers. That was horrible. Did you watch? No. I was no? tracking it. Yeah, it it's just horrible. Hey, how, how do you not? Okay. How do you not get freaking hit off of someone? Um, I I think it's remarkable that they use five pitchers that you couldn't hit, right? Yeah, um, that's a I no mean. hitter. You would think that that one or maybe two pitchers just have some stuff, but five. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then the uh, Kershaw passed. Don Sutton for the most career strikeouts in uh, Dodgers history, 2,697. Um, did you know it was Don Sutton? Uh, I did not know it was Don Sutton just because of the fact that the Dodgers have been renowned for some great pitchers um, in, in their history. And I, I guess I was, I was shocked, first of all, that I, I didn't realize Kershaw had almost 2,700 strikeouts. So, 
knock on wood, he's almost a lock for 3,000, right? Uh, yeah, he's he'll probably get 3,000 unless he breaks down all of a sudden, but yeah, he'll probably get 3,000. Yep, I, I, I mean, I, I would I would think, yeah. um, you yeah. know, I'm just I'm just looking here, you know, Kershaw's 34. Um, I would think he has you know two or three good years left, yeah, no, you're right. I, I, yeah, you're definitely right, yeah, it, and it surprised me that the Dodgers with their history didn't have a 3,000 strikeout guy. Um, yeah, right. Um, wouldn't you think that, you know, uh, I was I was surprised that it was Sutton, but I, I think back to Koufax and Drysdale. Um, who else am I missing there? Maybe Don Newcomb. Don Newcomb, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so let me ask you something. How many pitchers, and maybe we should research this, how many pitchers actually have 3,000 strikeouts with, with one team. Number one, with, it's hard to get 3,000 strikeouts. And number two, just that longevity. Um, I, I don't think, like, Nolan Ryan, does he have 3,000 strikeouts with any one team? Uh, you know what? I was just looking. I, I think he has over two with the Angels because he had one, two, three, four, five. He had five years where he had over 300 with them. Okay. Um, can, I, can I make a guess? That in, in, you know, since the 1950s or something like that, we're not going back to, you know, um, the days of Cy Young or something like that. But I'm going to say that the only player that has 3,000 with one team is Bob Gibson. And um, I can research that, but I don't know. Do you have it there? Uh, I think Carlton would be pretty close. Okay. He's got 4,100 total. And he's probably gotcha. pretty close to that. Um, certainly All right, not, I'm going to make a note. We're going to we're going to check up. We're going to follow up on that. Yeah, certainly not uh, Gaylord Perry because he played with about 20 teams. Uh, Pedro? Nah. Yeah, it, it maybe Bob Gibson. Well, he played the whole his whole career with the Cardinals. So, um, yeah, I I I bet you Carlton he was pretty close. All right, well, um, if you guys listen to this, um, text us and who you think. Don't research it just off the top of your head after listening to the podcast, and we'll do some research and follow up next week. Yeah, I'm looking at the top 20, and I, I don't think – well, there's only 19 pitchers with 3,000 strikeouts, so uh, – Oh, there you go. Uh, what about John Smoltz? Did he have... Wait, uh, Smoltz? I'm looking right now, man. He might have. He pitched one year outside of Atlanta with Boston and St. Louis. He had seventy-three strikeouts. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he had three thousand strikeouts. Yeah, he's just at. He's a little over three thousand strikeouts with the Braves. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yep. And All he, right. He missed one year, one full year. And he was a reliever for all those years. He might have had four. Yeah, exactly. If he stayed healthy. Jeez, oh man. Yeah, nice career by him. Yeah, no sh- no kidding. Yeah, so Smoltz did. He had 3,000 with the Braves. Okay. I would not have guessed that. Yeah, and, and it it's just interesting that the history of the Dodgers didn't have a 3,000 strike. They might not even have a 3,000 hit guy. Mm, okay. Like the Yankees just right. had a 3,000 hit guy with, with Jeter. That was the first 3,000 hit guy they had. 
That's another interesting one. Maybe we'll research that too. Yeah, I guess because of the wars too. That that prevented some guys. Sure, certainly. All right, uh, podcast corrections and follow up. Uh, you, you make an interesting point here with Angel Hernandez because he got kind of beat up in Major League Baseball and social media the past couple weeks with that Kyle Schwarber thing. Um, but explain what you found with Angel Hernandez. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, based upon you know some of the stuff we saw, um, not only on that Sunday night game, but the texts that were going around in the Bush League, I, I wanted to kind of just do a little follow-up on Angel Hernandez. And, and, and I thought there was a website that actually rates um, umpires based upon balls and strikes and the accuracy, which I did not find because I just did it really quickly. But there's a site out there called Easy Analytics, and it's basically taken um, all 105 umpires that have um, done games behind the plate this year and um, measures their ERA, pitchers ERA in games that they're home plate umpires. So of the 105 um, umpires that they rated, um, the ERAs go from 3.91 to 4.17 um, based upon their performance behind the plate. And Angel Hernandez was right in the middle, right in the mean average at 4.04. So it means, I guess all it means is that he is basically calling an average game when you look at it based upon ERA. And I just thought it was really interesting because of all the the media flack that he's been receiving. Yeah. It doesn't grade pitches, just the ERA. Yeah. But yeah, and if you're calling strikes outside of the strike zone, then you would think you'd have a lower ERA, but that's not that's not what he's doing. And at at worst, it was a bad call in that situation, but that that doesn't mean he's a bad umpire. And I went back and listened to the podcast. I, I think you you're, you were absolutely right when you said, wait a second, um, Schwarber, you got a guy on second base, and you're taking that close pitch with a runner on second base in the ninth inning uh, when the tying run. Um, I, I think you got to be swinging on that and not blaming the umpire. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Especially when you're a guy that swings at bad pitches on a consistent basis anyway. You know? <laughs> That's why I used to laugh about Ryan Howard complaining about balls and strikes. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it, we've talked about it. I'd rather him say he snuck it by me. I, I just, I wasn't expecting it, and he threw a fastball, and it was, it was a good pitch, and I, he caught me on my heels, which happens. Yeah. Like it happens. You're facing major league pitchers, man. I got fooled. Yeah. Hey, listen. There's no there's no shame in striking out against Josh Hader. No. Particularly if you're a left-handed batter. Absolutely not. Yeah. He you, he got fooled and he got embarrassed and then he blamed it on yep. someone else. All right. All right. What are you walking off with? All right. So first thing, um, everybody, check out the website. This is a little drive a little bit of traffic, but the the Bulls have just been so gracious. Um, I had asked him. Um, in terms of the Golden Monkey Power Rankings, which um, Casey came up with, um, he's written an article, uh, and he handicaps. He actually has a leaderboard in terms of who's leading after the month of April in the Golden Monkey Power Rankings. So go out to the website and take a look at that. Bob's going to be doing that update every month, and I appreciate that because never has uh, one person given so much on such a uh, minuscule topic. And we're getting a lot of mileage out of this, and we're going to beat it till it's done. Um, that's number one. 
So so take a look. You said it's out there, right? You saw it out it there? Is. Yep. It's out there. Yeah. It's a okay. nice, it's right, a nice good. little read. Um, sec- yeah, good, good, good. Um, second thing, call the arms if there's any of the owners. I think there's three remaining owners. If you want to have a spot um, talking to us on Monday morning um, and come on um, the podcast, let me know. Um, uh, just a general call there. Um, if you can't make it, uh, understandable. And um, I'm just anxious to see what happens in the month of May as we turn the calendar, whether it gets warmer, whether we're going to pick up uh, a few more runs or if this is going to be the, the state of baseball moving forward. And then there's going to be all kinds of topics based upon what's happening with, with the baseball. Yeah. 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 We, we got to get through May, I think. Okay. Then, then all we'll right. What are you walking off with chief? All right. Uh, you, you were a parent of a toddler, two toddlers, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. So absolutely. Uh, the three scariest words you could hear as a parent of a toddler. Let me tell you what they, what they are. Hey, wa- hey, watch this. <laughs> so, so Jameson. Hey, watch this. <laughs> right. Jameson. Madison was telling me Jameson made a, like a little obstacle course in their house. And she really wasn't paying attention. And the next thing she heard is, hey, watch this. He's on top of the couch in a three-point stance, ready to jump off of there. <laughs> ready to jump off the couch. And she told me, she's like, that is the three scariest words you could hear as a parent of a toddler. Hey, watch this. Yeah. Um, she she uh, equated it to a, a, a young adult saying, hey, hold my beer. She's like, there's nothing good that comes from that. <laughs> There's nothing good that comes from that phrase, hey, hold my beer, or from a four-year-old saying, hey, watch this. Yeah. Now, so. <laughs> that is awesome. And somehow we're going to have to relate that into the Bush League when we say, hey, watch this. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that will become our our, our 20 uh, – what year are we in? 2022 Gold Monkey uh, Award. Hey, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you say, hey, watch this, it's probably going to be bad, and you're probably going to get that little trophy. <laughs> well, right now, right, now, right now, I would say that Kyle Wright is the leader in that. Hey, watch this. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, you got anything else before we uh, sign off? Nope. Uh, just enjoy your week, uh, Chief, and I will talk to you next Monday. All right. Have a good week. Take care.